Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries, San Diego. Hope that you guys are having a wonderful week this week. Glad to be back on the podcast land, on the on the podcast waves. Uh, it's so exciting for me. I love what I do. I love to be able to be used by God. It's a it's a special place to be, and I encourage those who have a gift. Who have a desire to want to help people uh, with the gift that God has blessed them with, just step out there in faith. Believe that God is with you and he will be with you. He wants you to use what he's already placed inside you. This is nothing that you have to talk about. God has already talked to you about it, but you still have those unanswered questions you have those thoughts that says, well, I don't know if I can be that or I don't know if I can be that. Don't worry about all that. Be the best that you can be because whatever God created in you, let me tell you, it's good enough. And so I just wanted to give you that little bit of a nugget. Please, you guys, use the gift that God has given you because it's more than enough. And I thank God for showing me uh, later in my life, that whatever he made you to be, you be that in Jesus' name. And so uh, tonight's episode is another good one. Uh, this is one way to end the week really strong. And I'm hoping that um, you guys are receiving and, and it's the scriptures that I'm giving. Uh, go back and listen to it over and over again so you can kind of get that in your spirit. Uh, to learn God's word and how it applies to you. So <clears throat> tonight's episode is entitled Encourage Yourself. Encourage yourself. Uh, don't wait for encouragement from anybody else. It's always good to get encouragement from God, but ultimately you have to encourage yourself. You see, nothing can change your perspective or bring new life to a relationship quite like encouragement. But just as it is important to encourage others, it's important to encourage yourself. You see, people of God, we all know just how encouraging it is to feel as though we have value and that we, what we do really matters. Uh, this feeling motivates us to get up and to go to work each and every day. But what happens when we are getting the encouragement that we need. Encouragement does not have to come from people, from the people around you. You can learn to encourage yourself. If you are always waiting for someone else to encourage you, you, people of God, run the risk of going days, months, even years, without hearing how awesome you are and that's not good for anybody. You see, all believers need encouragement in difficult seasons in their lives. Many times, that strength may come from another person. Maybe it's a friend or just someone who cares enough to get involved. But other times, <laughs> nobody is available. And perhaps no one is on your side on the conflict. Or maybe the situation is simply too personal to share with anyone else. And sometimes a wound is so deep, it can only be healed 
alone in God's presence. That's why it's important that you and I know how to encourage ourselves spiritually. Although we need fellowship, the foundation of the Christian life is a personal relationship with God. Every believer should know how to find encouragement directly from the Lord. Well, you say, Pastor Phil, I'm trying to understand where you're coming from. Why is encouragement so important according to the Bible? Well, primarily because encouragement is necessary to our walk of faith. You see, even Jesus, he told his, his followers, in this world, you will have trouble. <laughs> but take heart, I have overcome the world. That's John chapter 16, verse 33. You see, Jesus did not shy away from telling his followers about the troubles that they would face. In fact, he told them the world would hate them. But Jesus' grim forecast was tempered with cheer. He followed his prediction of trouble with a sparkling word of encouragement. He has overcome the world. You see, Jesus is greater than any trouble that we can face. You see, without encouragement, hardship becomes meaningless. And our will will go on wanes. It would, it would fluctuate is what I'm trying to say. The prophet Elijah struggled with discouragement at times. And that's in 1 Kings, the 19th chapter, verses 3 through 10. And so do we. So it's important to remember that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. You see, people of God, this truth makes encouragement all the more important. It is not just that we face the world's displeasure. We are caught in, a, in the crosshairs of a spiritual battle. And when we are encouraged in Jesus, we have the strength and ability to put on our spiritual armor and remain steadfast. You see, I'm trying to really break this down without encouragement. Life will soon feel pointless and burdensome. Without encouragement, we can be overwhelmed by the very real pains of our lives. Without encouragement, we, we would feel unloved. Without encouragement, we begin to think that God is a liar or is unconcerned with our, our welfare. So, listen, the Bible tells us to encourage one another to remind each other of the truth that God really do loves us. He really does. That, he, that God equips us and that we are treasured by God and that our struggles are worth it. Encouragement from the Bible gives us the will to really carry on. It is a glimpse of the bigger picture. The bigger picture. It can prevent that thing called burnout. It can save us from believing the lies, the deceitfulness. Encouragement helps us to experience abundant life, abundant life in Jesus Christ. Proverbs 16 and 24 says, 
pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. God's word is full of encouragement, pleasant words indeed. Think about the last significant problem that you face, people of God. How did you respond? Did you quickly turn to God? Or did you try other resources first? Why did you think this? Why did you think that you had to use this way to get encouragement? Well, we got to stop right there. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Tell your friends and your family while you're on the commercial break. But I promise you, we'll be right back with the episode entitled, Encourage Yourself. Hi guys, I'm Christopher. You may know me. You may have heard of me. I'm the editor of Full of Life Ministries San Diego Podcast. And I'm here to say that if you like what you're hearing and you would like to donate, you can. Head over to Instagram at PhilGaleHoward and scan the QR code on the second slide of the most recent post. You can use a QR scanning app or you could just point your camera at it if you have another device that has a camera function. And it'll take you to either PayPal or Venmo where you can donate. Uh, the money is going to be used to provide for the homeless and the less fortunate and those who have been negatively uh, affected by the ongoing pandemic, whether it be job loss or whatever the case may be. It would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for your time. All right, we're back. We're back. We're back with the title. The episode is entitled Encourage Yourself. So if you have your Bibles or your phone app, turn with me to 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter, verses 1 through 6. That's 1 Samuel, 30th chapter, verses 1 through 6. You see, in this particular passage of Scripture, before uh, he became king, David had a falling out with King Saul, who was jealous of David's success in battle. I mean, listen, 600 warriors had sided with David and, and settled together in a town called Ziglag. Now, returning home one day, the men found their town burned, their livestock and possessions stolen, and their wives and children taken captive by the Amalekites. In their danger and grief, the men turned against David, blaming him for their loss. They began to talk of even stoning Brother David. Woo. David was truly alone. Have you ever been there before that you felt all alone? Everybody turned on you. No one was available for consolation and advice. With his own home burned and his family taken, Brother David could have just slipped into despondency and given up. However, the leader had a history with God. This great man had a great history with God. You see, Brother David had seen the Lord's faithfulness again and again. Oh, yes, he did. When he faced the giant Goliath, King Saul, and, and warriors from other nations. So David, guess what he did? He didn't go to no magazines. He didn't have magazines back then. He didn't try to get his palm read. He didn't try any kind of other vices to try to get answers. David turned to the Lord for strength, encouragement, and found the encouragement he needed. 
Because David sought the Lord for encouragement and guidance, God brought him successfully through the trial. How has the Lord been faithful to you in the past? Just think about God has been good to all of us. He's been faithful and he will continue to be faithful. So just think about the time when you encourage yourself in God. And then, you know, maybe in your spare time, list some of the circumstances where you witness his faithfulness. Sometimes in order to get encouraged, sometimes you have to write down on a sheet of paper or go to your computer and write down all of the great things, the circumstances that you were in, and God made a way out of no way. Write down, not the bad, but write down all of the successful times God brought you through those difficulties. Well, you asked me another question. You said, well, Pastor Phil, how can we encourage ourselves? Well, listen, the, the first thing you really need to do is you have to speak life. Speak life. You see, Proverbs 18, verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. You see, people of God, life is in God's word. Life is also in our words as well. Every time you repeat a negative, defeating statement or speak a hopeless thought, you are handing Satan a, Satan a stick with which to knock you down or even knock you out. Every time you say, ah, if things would just get better, or if God comes through, or I just don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to make it. You are giving Satan permission to defeat you. You are really loading the bullets into his already empty gun. Satan doesn't have any bullets. The only bullets that he gets is when you hand him your arsenal over to him. Well, listen, God says to use his word and the strength found in his word and to speak life into your situation. Uncover and discover God's perspective on whatever, and I mean whatever it is, you are facing and speak these truths to God, yourself, and others. You see, you have to proclaim something is to speak it. Proclaiming something is to speak it, whether in words or actions. Speak life in Jesus' name. What we think, dwell on, and say becomes a reality in what we believe. Do, believe. do you believe about yourself? What, what do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about yourself? You see, speak life and create a fresh perspective filled with hope and possibilities. On the days when it seems like no one else can see your worth, remind yourself that your value is not diminished just because no one else can see it. So, Listen, people of God, life and death are in the power of your words. Speak life. And that way, the negativity will go away and you can encourage yourself and you can get through that particular situation. Another 
nugget that I want to share with you tonight is sometimes you just have to be quiet before the Lord. Lamentations 3 and 26 says, It is good that no one should wait. It is good that one, it is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. You should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. You see, Jeremiah was a man whose message of repentance was rejected. And despite his earnest prayer for his people, he was to witness the children of Israel being sold into slavery, the city of God being destroyed, and the temple of the Lord being razed to the ground. He is rightly called the weeping prophet, for he witnessed the rod of the Lord being used to discipline God's rebellious people. And Jeremiah is discovered lamenting the hopelessness of the situation that he and a tiny godly remnant were experiencing. Now, despite all the suffering and the pain and the hurt and the distress that the prophet Jeremiah faced in life's school of affliction, the Lord was teaching him many lessons about the great faithfulness of the Lord and his never-ending mercies, which are new every morning. He learned the importance of trusting the Lord and waiting for his timing. Despite the distressing circumstances he faced and the human insults that had for so long been hurled upon him. You see, Jeremiah had faithfully proclaimed God's message to the nation, but their rejection resulted in indescribable tragedy. Nevertheless, through it all, Jeremiah came to understand that the steadfast, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases and his mercies never come to an end. He discovered that divine ch chastening is an evidence of God's perfect love towards his people. Even though the intense pain it often produces is deeply distressing, he came to the point where he can confess that in the midst of the most distressing circumstances, it is good to trust the Lord and to wait quietly and trustingly for deliverance from God, which is promised to all who rest in the Lord and wait quietly for him to act. Oftentimes, when we get into difficult situations, we want to make a quick decision to relieve the pressure. When we take time to wait on God, you see people have got the anger, the greed, or the, res the resentment will feel that time has to dissipate. Then we have time to consider our response instead of simply reacting to our to a stressful situation. The Lord wants us to run to him in times of adversity. When you and I fail to wait on God, we will usually fail to rely on him. And that's just the simple truth. We fail because we don't rely on God to show us the way. Let us learn tonight, people of God. Let us learn. Another thing that I want to share with you tonight is that you have to ask for God's guidance. Proverbs 11 and 14 says, where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in abundance of counselors, 
there is <laughs> safety. Practical morality is something about which the Bible in general, especially in Proverbs in particular, teaches. You see, one interesting way that the biblical truth is translated into easily assimilated lessons is through antithetic parallelism or contrasting parallelisms. Good is contrasted with evil, right with wrong, wisdom with foolishness, righteousness with folly, and the benefits of a righteous lifestyle are often placed alongside the disadvantages of the wicked way of living. In this particular verse, we are reminded that when there is no guidance, the people fall. However, in abundance of counselors, there is victory. Hallelujah. The truth in this particular statement is not only evident in the leadership and statesmanship of, a, of an entire nations and grand corporations, but can also be witnessed within the home and family. You see, the word guidance in this particular verse is a term that is used in a nautical navigation or piloting of a plane. For without wise advice and informed counsel, there is likely to be a great disaster. For as we read, where there is no guidance, the people fall. You see, men and women of, men and women of, women of God, listen, there are many examples of foolish decisions that we have, that we've made when wise counsels has been ignored or when a proud leader has disregarded the advice of knowledgeable generals. Similarly, there are other instances where victory has been secured when decisions have been based on wise counsel or rulings have reflected informed guidance for in the abundance of counselors, there is victories. You see, people of God, as believers, we live by faith and not by sight. And often we are faced with decisions or choices which may have a significant impact on our future life and witnesses. And this little proverb is an important reminder to seek godly counsel. When we are undecided or facing a challenge or contemplating a change or required to make a simple adjustment in our life's circumstances. Tonight, I want you to always Remember this, seek the Lord about your decisions. I can't say this plain enough. Seek the Lord about your decisions. There is no such thing. There is no such thing as a predicament too complex for God. He knows ahead of time what problems you will face, and he knows exactly how best to handle them. Anytime you and I are willing to acknowledge our inadequacy and seek his guidance and direction for our lives, he will be sure to answer. Hallelujah. Matthew 7 and 7 says, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and 
it will be open to you. If answers are slow are slow in coming, if the answers that you're looking for are slow in coming, make sure your heart is clean. Then continue to seek His will. If we are walking in obedience, He will be faithful to guide us. There's some other things that I want to share with you tonight, and, and because time won't permit it, I'm just going to like kind of cut through the chase. A key nugget in terms of encouraging yourself, open God's word. Open God's word. Psalms 119 and 18 says, Open my eyes, that I, I may behold wondrous things out of your law. This beautifully written psalm has its entire focus on the word of God, which contains the instructions of our Heavenly Father, how we need the word of God, for it is our daily food and it is refreshment to our souls. How we should treasure the word of God, for it is our guide, it's our teacher, it's our source of strength, and it's our defense. How we should read and mark and learn and inwardly digest the word of God, for it is life and health, it is peace and light, it is joy and hope. And as the psalmist says in deep, the deep things of the treasures of God's word, he whispered prayer. This prayer that he whispers, he says, to open my eyes. Lord, open my eyes. I want to see your wonderful truths and your instructions. You see, we are not only servants and students of the word, but we are sons and daughters of its author. And so that should search to, that we should search the scripture daily to discover the truths in which the Lord desires to teach and, and train us, as well as the areas in which he seeks to guard and correct us. And as his children, we should treasure his word in our heart that we might not sin against God. And as we reach for our Bible, our prayer should mirror that of the psalmist. Open my eyes. Lord, open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things from your law. We need to ensure that our eyes are are wide open to all that is in the word as we saturate ourselves with, in his wonderful ways and reflect on the beauty of his person. We should crave for the milk of the word so that we may grow in grace and in a knowledge of the Lord Jesus. And we should meditate upon the meat of the, of the word so that we may walk in spirit and in truth, and live in submission to the guiding of the Spirit. You see, people of God, day by day, our prayer should be, open my eyes, Lord, that I might contemplate the wonderful things from your instructions. When our eyes are open and earnestly looking to Jesus, that they are not searching out the things of this world, when our heart is gasping for the Lord, it is not lusting after the things of the flesh. But when our eyes are closed 
in disinterest or discouragement, our own imagination can be funneled into wrong decisions. Let us look to the Lord in excitement, hallelujah, and open our eyes in prayerful, prayerful expectation that we may see the wonderful things that are written in God's word and to contemplate on the glories that are contained in the word of God. You see, sometimes we may not, we, we, we may not sense any direction from the Lord until we read his word. He may use a passage you may have read many, many times, or he may lead you to something new. Once God has revealed his will to us, we must be faithful to obey, even if we don't understand or agree with our great God. Just because we love God doesn't mean we always understand him. And as many times, we don't always agree with what he decides to do. But guess what? Whatever he says, we have to do in Jesus' name. You see, too often we question God's leadership and don't obey because we trust our own abilities and wisdom instead of his. The creator of the universe is available to guide and counsel us. Our responsibility, our ultimate responsibility is to listen and obey. Now, there's so much I want to talk about tonight, but I want you, as you try to encourage yourself, recall on God's help in the past. You see, one of the most powerful ways to encourage yourself is to remember how long the Lord has been faithful to, faithful you, faithful to you in the past. You see, people of God, when people forget their history, they make the same mistakes over and over. So make it a practice of recording how God brings you through difficulties. Now listen, just as important it is for you to recall, it's just as important to teach your children to do the same. You see, the Father doesn't change. He is faithful to bring you through past trials, and He will lead and guide you through future ones as well. But ultimately, we have to obey God. We have to obey God. The Lord may ask you to do something that doesn't make sense in a worldly perspective. Financially, it might not be the most profitable choice, or it may seem foolish. But if we seek to please people instead of God, if we seek to please people instead of God, that's where the problem lies. Think about it. Let this message saturate your soul. So in closing, people of God, it's vital to every believer that you encourage yourself in the Lord. The Lord is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Only God provides the highest words of encouragement that will propel you to victories over and over and over and over again. As long as you acknowledge him, in all areas, all aspects of your life, you will experience the blessing, blessings he wants you to receive when you simply encourage yourself. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity 
We thank you for your presence. Lord, you, you, you hear our heartbeat. You see our thinking. You know all about us. You made us. You created us. You know what we feel and what we think. You know all about us. So in the name that's above every name, I ask you, oh God, to everyone that, under the sound of my voice, that you will minister encouragement. Lift their spirits. Let them know that you would never leave them nor forsake them. Lord, let them know that you are right there beside them, oh God. That they are never alone. That you're always with them, oh God. God, help us in the moments when we feel like giving up. That you will speak a word over our lives. That God, as we make a concerted effort to be committed to your word and to your way, that's when we will be encouraged because you always lead us in the right paths. We give you praise for all that you're going to do. God, let someone be blessed. Let someone be encouraged tonight that the best is yet to come for their lives. And we ask all these blessings. We ask this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, people of God, that's the end of our episode our podcast for tonight thank you guys for tuning in continue to share the podcast we're very grateful to you all who are sharing the podcast it's literally going around the world and we're still expanding as we speak so please continue to pray for us as well because we're trying to do some great things for for god my ultimate goal our ultimate goal at full of life ministries is by the end of the year we would love to feed at least 500 families food and clothes and provide for their needs during this pandemic. So please, I want you to pray about contributing to our ministry, Full of Life Ministries. We are trying to make an impact during this difficult time. So if you feel like that you want to contribute to our ministry, because the monies that we raise are to provide food and clothes for those who are less fortunate. So if you want to contribute, there is a cash app, the dollar sign, Full of Life SD. Whatever amount that you can give, it would be most appreciative by you giving it. If there's anything else that you may need spiritually so, please contact us at fulloflifesd at gmail.com. That's fulloflifesd at gmail.com. You can also email me at pastorphil at lovingkindnesswc.org. That's pastorphil at lovingkindnesswc.org. And we would love to hear from you. We are really trying to connect with you guys. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. We're going to do some great things for the kingdom of God. I believe in the next few years, this is going to be the, the next move of God through the podcast land. So again, people of God, we thank you for all that you do. We thank you for your support. We just ask you to keep listening and keep growing in God because it's all about God. And we want God's light to glorify in your life, to, to glow in your life. Let his light shine in your life that men will see and give glory to God. So again, thank you guys for tuning in and let's continue to do this in Jesus name. God bless. God bless.